everyone, I'm Brittany, and welcome to Season 2 of the Reclusive Blogger Interviews. Hey everybody, it's Brittany, and welcome to the Reclusive Blogger Interviews. This is Episode 10, and on Episode 10, I talk to London singer-songwriter and sessions artist Bim. We go into her origins in music, talk about her stunning new EP, Beauty and Chaos, and the creative process behind that, go in-depth on her music career thus far, and talk about her identity as a Black British woman. How, how did you get your start in music? Um, I, you know, it's a bit weird because I guess um, maybe people have some kind of, other people have stories of maybe going to school for music or, um, you know, one day they just fell in love with music. But I, I, I'd always sung and I, um, I always loved to sing. I was, I was one of those kids who just would sing around the house and, and it was always that, but I never had it in mind as a job. And so I think I sang through um, high school and so on. And it's just something that I did. Um, mm-hmm. And I was working, um, I went on to become like a, a project manager. Um, and I was working in construction and I was working in that side of things. And mm-hmm. it was something that I always kind of did on the, I did on the side. And so I had, I'd been singing in a choir and doing things like that. And I'd sung at church. Um, and I went into work one day basically, and I was made redundant. And after, um, mm. and after kind of being a bit upset about that, I kind of made the decision that, well, I'll just, I'll go for it. And let's see, mm-hmm. let's see what happens. Um, and someone told me about an audition and it was literally an audition where, they wanted me to come in, but it was such short notice that they ended up saying, okay, well, can you just send us a voice note? And so I just, I just went into my bathroom, sent them a voice note, booked the job. And that's how we started rolling. What audition, can you say what audition it was for? It was for drum. I I don't know how popular it is in the States, to be honest, but it was for a drum and bass. um, Oh, I love drum and bass. It was for a drum and bass DJ called High Contrast. So okay. yeah, he's one, he's a, he's a big drum and bass DJ and, um, yeah, he hadn't had any singers and it was the first time he wanted to start doing singers and having some vocals on stage. And so, uh, yeah, it was an audition for that, did that and, um, yeah, got that straight away and then we started rolling. Oh, that's, that's, um, awesome. So how many, how many years ago would you say that that was? Uh, Maybe now, maybe five, six. Okay, wow. Maybe like, um, maybe like five, yeah, maybe like five, six years yeah. ago now. But um, uh, yeah, but I mean, before that, I had done stuff. You know, it was, okay. it was kind of like I'd, I'd do it, take a few days off from work, go and take care, of it, mm-hmm. and then go straight back to do my normal job. But after doing the high, high contrast audition that's when I just I just decided to do it full-time and um awesome um I guess I I, I, my next question would be 
how do you think the some of the values that you kind of had when uh, singing and um, growing up in like uh, the church would um, I would say helped your help you kind of go um, go in your career and kind of things like that. Um, I started to go to church um, and sing in church. I guess when I was about eighteen, eighteen, nineteen. So. Um, I think for me, I guess it's, it's very grounding. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a very kind of firm foundation, although, you know, you, you can get caught up with things, um, and everything looks very shiny, um, on the outside. Um, there's a lot of hard work that goes in, um, to, to doing the kind of things that we do and working with the kind of bands that I work with. And you see a lot, you hear a lot. And having that kind of firm foundation means that you're not really swayed by anything. Kind of just, you can just get on with the job and you're normal. Um, And I think in some of these um, situations, that's what's needed. They just want people to come in and do the job and not be overawed by who they're dealing with. Um. And yeah, I think it's it's nice to have um, something outside of the music to feel settled. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's it's, it's good to have that generally, um, but it helps in an industry like ours. It, it, really, yeah. it really helps to have just that mm-hmm. solid foundation, and you come in and you know your 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 mind is in a settled place, and you're you, you can just get on with what needs to be done, um, and you can enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and take it for what it is and still go home and be a normal person. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think that's the best way to kind of put it. Yeah, I, I would I would agree on that. And I think also seeing as um, for me, when I kind of get out of that kind of L.A. bubble because I don't live in L.A., mm-hmm. so I can kind of be like, I can go do what I do in L.A. and then kind of come back to like the space of my family and kind of uh, sub- in the suburbs and things like that and so because it can get kind of crazy and weird yeah. and it's just like whoa <laughs> it's just like whoa it's not that serious people <laughs> that's it's, it's, that's very true but it's yeah it's nice to have mm-hmm. that kind of that very calming element very measured mm-hmm. balanced stable element in my life so you know no matter what else is happening you know, I stay on an even keel. I can enjoy it for what it is. You know, it's, 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 I think it's the best thing. Best foundation. And, um, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just, what you said, no, no, what you said there kind of reminded me of a lot of the elements on your EP is very, especially the, I think the one song alone, that one really kind of uh, stuck out to me because of the way that your vocals went. Mm. And it was just like, I'm going to take my time and sing this song. And it was really nice. Thank you. So um, thank you so much. That was my next question um, was, how did you start the process of um, recording the EP and then the create the whole creative process? I like to kind of go into that. Um, I, uh, I kind of, I started off writing songs. I have a, 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 a whole catalogue of kind of I tend to write everything you know longhand I have these books 
notebooks and I write things wow. down. And as, um, you know, if I get an idea, I'll write it down, I'll record it into my phone and I'll just write it down. And so I had all of these uh, songs that I um, had already. And I kind of, um, I'd been thinking about doing an EP for a very long time. Um, and people had been kind of encouraging that maybe it would be something that would be great for me to do. But really, I was kind of nervous at doing it. Um, and it seems quite a, an overwhelming process. But uh, what I decided to do is I thought, well, I'll go step by step. And I found, um, I started working with a band separately, which was just a, a band that kind of do, it was a band that did weddings and did kind of functions. But the guy that ran the band um, happens to be um, the producer who who um, produced Ed Sheeran and Beyonce's song Perfect. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I've been singing with that, I sang with that band. And when I decided that I wanted to do stuff, I spoke to him about it. And he was like, okay, whenever you're ready, I'll be ready to help you. And I was like, okay, great. Then I uh, met, uh, through friends of mine, I met another producer who really, um, he plays all of the instruments and he is really wonderful when it comes to soul music and R&B. And that was where, that was the lane I was sitting in. So I spoke to him and from there, it was really a case of, I'm going to bring some of the songs that I already have. And then I'm going to see what I feel like in the studio. And what ended up happening is that with one of the, the producer who really sits in that R&B lane, his name's Lyndon Grant, he, um, we worked together on all those songs. So we wrote those together in terms of I wrote all the lyrics and he would write, um, you know, I'd write lyrics, I'd write melody, he'd do the same with melody in terms of the music and then we'd come together and do that. And it was a really quick process. The first, uh, wow. the first uh, session we had, I, we, we wrote, recorded all the vocals and everything for intuition. Very first. Wow. Uh, wow. And so after that, we were like, okay, we can, we can work. And so our process together is really quick. When it's uh, with Will Hicks, who is the producer, mm-hmm. who worked with Ed Sheeran and Beyonce, he, um, he produced Alone. Okay. And he uh, produced uh, OTR. And so his kind of, uh, he, he produces obviously a lot of pop and a lot of mainstream music. And so he's kind of called a vocalist's producer and he mm-hmm. pays good attention to that vocal. And that's what I needed. It, I wanted, I wanted everything mm-hmm. in my vocal front and center. Um, and I just wanted it to be very, uh, very beautiful and kind of capture all as many different sides as you can in five songs you know it's not a lot yeah but I just wanted it to capture some of my moods and some of where my head was in that kind of bubble and that's how Beauty and Chaos began to just develop and that was between um probably the very end of 2019 through to the very beginning of 2021 so yeah during that process, and obviously we had COVID and different things were happening. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That began, you know, that began to seep in, um, mm-hmm. and just it's just that general, you know, the general feeling of what it's like to be um, a woman, what it's like to be a black woman, what it's like to be a, mm-hmm. in Britain, 
because it is different. Um, yeah. The experience mm-hmm. is different wherever you are. It's different everywhere, yeah. So um, there's so many similarities, but there's so many differences at the same time. There's a lot of differences, yeah. yeah. So it was all of that going into it. And then however I feel at that time, usually that was, that's what seeps into that song. And so that's what you, you're hearing in I Still Remember, um, it was, you know, I can, I can, you know, I can go into all of those different songs, but yeah, that was the process. And so I worked with, I went between the two of them, we worked, um, and that I just wanted to keep it really simple. So I didn't want to have too many producers, too many hands in the pot. I just wanted to keep it as authentic to me as possible. So yeah, that's, that. um, yeah. What I wanted to ask you about, well, I think you kind of already went into that, but, um, who who's the um, photographer and how did you kind of come up with the album art? Because I thought it was really, really nice and simple, but effective and pretty as well. Thank you. Um, the photographer for that is a, a, a lady called um, Sophia Carey. Um, and I met her. She was the photographer for one of my really great friend's wedding. So she was wedding. So she, she does. So she does weddings, but you know, if on a further investigation, the reason why she was hired for my friend's wedding is because before that she was a well, not before, but she still does it. She was a rave photographer. So she, oh, wow. yeah, so she would go into musical events and kind of specialize mm-hmm. in grime and rap. Mm-hmm. So she was used to capturing people. Um, with skin tones such as mine she was used to she was used to capturing movement she was used to using the light in a certain way and I wanted to make sure it was somebody who I wouldn't have to explain certain things to her work yeah it spoke for itself very lovely very lovely super young um I think she's 21 um wow (laughs) very like just really lovely and um doesn't live in London works in between Manchester where she lives and London. And so mm-hmm. my, I'd already, for the, the moment I started working on the EP, I had the name, I had the name of it. I had the theme in my head and in, my, and in, it was in the pen. Each time I was writing something, I knew it was going into this kind of, this kind of bubble of like the beauty and chaos. And so I wanted to kind of reflect, um, I wanted to really reflect that kind of just beauty actually and just kind of that beauty and that enjoyment and that kind of opulence in the midst of things which can be sometimes quite sparse. Sometimes, um, you know, you're trying to maintain your peace and joy in a concrete jungle. Sometimes you're yeah. trying to, you know, keep it all together in a, uh, in a hostile environment. Um, yeah. And so I kind of wanted to capture that and have something that was really elegant and timeless. And so I have um, a young lady called Mildred, um, who is was the stylist for that. Um, and the, the designer who made the dress is a Nigerian designer. And I'm, you know, I'm from Nigeria. Millie's from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to have that speak at the same time um it didn't need to be the flag but I wanted to have something that represented where I'm from who I am in a very kind of opulent and beautiful way 
And so it was, the decision was made like in, with the cover art for OTR. That outfit is from the same company, uh, Toroloi. And it's, it's, it's so, it, it's so important for me to be able to have those elements all come together mm-hmm. so that I am in a position where I feel that I'm representing what I want to represent and I am kind of flying the flag in the way that I would like to. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm being represented in a way that I like to see other women like me represented. I wanted to have something that was, yeah, just, I, I wanted to have a very clean and strong image but I wanted it to be beautiful I wanted it to be main character no kind of sidelining I wanted it to be gorgeous so and yeah they all work together to do that for me so that's a very long answer but yeah that, that's where we are <laughs> yeah I yeah, I think I I because I was on your I don't know if it was your Instagram or Twitter but I I did notice that um they, the it, it matched the um the the flag of Nigeria about uh, some, I don't know. It was, uh, I don't remember what post I was looking at, but um, there's another thing that I wanted to ask you about were the visuals, and I think there's a couple like you had like a little short, um, like little short videos to promote each song. Yeah. I would like, to, I, I was, I wanted to ask you about some of them because I know you were in a museum in one of them. Yes, and um, I wanted to know if you were, if you had purposely chosen the art that you were featuring because I love some of the art yes so I um I wanted to, I, I, I'm always really conscious of um, mm-hmm. the detail of what I'm yeah. doing and I think that's that's part of the that's what part of the process and part of the enjoyment of being able to create um your own art is that you're able to kind of pull in elements that inspire you and that you enjoy. And um, the, I think with uh, Cinematic and with, um, I still remember, we went to the Serpentine Gallery in central London and, mm-hmm. for, and they were having uh, two different um, main uh, exhibitions. And one of them was for Cause, which is an American designer. Um, yes. Yeah. You know he's very very popular, and um, and so with that one that was where we were doing uh, cinematic, and so his his work is very um, symbolic of pop art, and it, it borrows from you know that color base. It's very um, kind of eye catching, very innovative. Yep. It's forward thinking, and when you go into this exhibition, mm-hmm. they ask you to kind of download this app. So, that, so you can get, get involved in kind of virtual reality. So there's a little, I think there's a little part of it inside the, inside the clip. But when you walk into the museum, I think it's maybe in the last kind of three, four seconds, when you walk into the museum with your naked eye, you can't see that. It has to be, you have to be able to see that with your phone. And so we wanted to capture oh. that, pop that in. I think you'll see it's like a floating, a floating cap. Mm-hmm. You can't see that if you walk into the museum. It's not actually there. You have to have that and so I wanted that to kind of feed into that idea of cinematic. It was very deliberate to have that kind of energy, um, that, those bright colours, that, that kind of vibe. With, I still remember, that was at the other section of the Serpentine Gallery, and that was with um, that was, uh, an exhibition for a Haitian artist. And uh, he 
works particularly about um, memory and history um, and historical context. And a lot of his work talks about the French Revolution, a French um, influence mm-hmm. on Haiti, mm-hmm. yep. um, the history between those countries, the history between yeah. the countries and the states. And so mm-hmm. that, that was um, fitting for something like I still remember um, that context for it. And it's one, yeah. you know, and so if I'm in that environment, I thought that that would be perfect for that. Um, so, I, yeah, I was very specific about what I was looking yeah. at and what I was doing. Yeah, that's another thing I did notice about a lot of uh, your music and the um, your posts that I noticed it was very uh, detailed, specific, and in what you what you were posting. So I like that too. Uh, I guess um, my next question would be: um, Is there a specific lyric from your EP that you feel is most timely? Ooh. I feel like as if I think the the lyric that most people comment on probably would be um, in I Still Remember. Um, Mm -hmm. It's the beginning of the second verse and it's who should I call? The rescuer is chasing me. Um, Mm -hmm. And I have so many people who have commented on that. And, you know, uh, I've had a lot of people say, you know, they get to that part of the song and then they're like, right, I'm starting the song again. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I think that speaks to um, how so many of us feel about authority figures and those who are meant to protect us and those who are meant to look after us and feeling like as if, you know, there is nobody to call when you are in danger. Um, And that song speaks a lot to that. Um, and the experience of feeling that you're alone, even when other people are telling you that there's help available, when you know that that help is not available to you. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I have, so I think that's timely in the sense that there's a lot of people and a lot of groups of people who feel like that, yep. that they're not protected yep. right now. And that goes across the board. There's many groups who feel protected, yep. and mm-hmm. unloved and uncared for. Um, so there's that, but then I, I really love, um, the breakdown in the bridge for cinematic, uh, when I talk about all of the different characters. So I, I say, maybe I'll be Hallie. We could have a ball, sing to you as Lena, leave you in fraud. Uh, picture me as Dorothy. You can come and rescue me summertime. Fine. All the time. So, you know, obviously that's, a, well, not obviously, but that's a reference to Dorothy Dandridge. Um, mm-hmm. reference to, uh, you know, Halle Berry, of course, in Monsters Ball. Yeah. A reference to, a reference to Foxy Brown. And so I really love that, um, that section because it's really about those kind of black female icons who are like center set. In, in, yeah, in, in um, Hollywood yeah. movies. Yeah. So yeah. I, I wanted to kind of, I, I wanted to kind of center um, center that and have that kind of idea rather than kind of allude to maybe other stars. I want to kind of have stars that remind, you know, that reminds me of me or remind me that mm-hmm. I could, it could, it could possibly be me. <laughs> I'm not an actress, but you know, um, yeah. Uh, and I, that, that kind of reflects back on, back on, back on, back, 
uh, back to me on the screen. And I just, um, yeah, I, I really loved that song because I had so much fun writing it. And it was like a challenge for me to write it and fit as many film references in as possible. So, um, yeah, I really enjoy that. But yeah, I get the most comments, I guess, about I still remember. I like. I would have picked um, yours, the one that you picked, because I thought that was really clever. Mm. But in terms of um, from the, I still remember um, that when I heard that one, I was just like, "Whoa, okay, that that's that's a heavy lyric." And I and um, I could see why people are are, are messaging and tweeting you about that one because it is very, very unfortunately, but it is it is is t- is way too timely because yeah. I, I have a lot of I, I was I think I was just talking to my mom about I don't know it was yesterday or about some of the stuff that is really a lot of it that's still going on and particularly in America yes. and because and, and she grew up in um, the south back in like when, when there were still um, fountains that said colored mm-hmm. and white mm-hmm. And so oftentimes she's like, I thought we'd maybe be further along and stuff like that. And then so she's often like, like, why aren't we further along? But then we are kind of getting somewhere and stuff like that. So it's still a lot of it's just at times shocking, but then not shocking. And it's just, it, you know, it's just, it's a lot. And then as you, as we Excuse me. And then also with the the the, the insurrection with the yeah. at the Capitol, it's just it's it's a lot going on, and so you know, it's got to maybe like take a break from the news and stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. In terms of just, it's I think it can be a little bit of a daily assault on your senses mm-hmm. if you're not careful. And this is you know it was part of my kind of thinking process, creative process, when I was just like, you know, I just want to have, I, I have those songs where I'm talking about those mm-hmm. things, but I wanted to have the lighter side because we, you know, we find joy. We enjoy ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we laugh, we dance, we fall in love. These things have always been happening, even at the hardest times, even mm-hmm. during the Jim Crow era, people were marrying, people were having children, people were... Yep. People were having a good life, as good as they could have. Yep. And they were keeping their joy and um, yep. building their families and building, you know, building their relationships and connections. And yep. and I think it's really important to kind of show that balance that regardless of what has happened or what keeps happening, we are, you know, we're still fully ourselves. We're still fully free. We do as much as we can with what we've got and yeah. more than enough, you know. Um, and I just wanted to have that where there was, yes, there is that I still remembers, but there's the OTRs. There's the dating. Mm-hmm. There's the falling in love. There's the having a good time, going out, enjoying yourself, being you um, and not feeling fettered by everybody else's opinion or what the world is saying that you should be. And um, I wanted to have a a little bit of that, at least a touch of that. It's not an album. So, you know, you can't kind of fully flesh out everything, but as much as I could, you know, I wanted to touch on that. So, yeah. Yeah. um, 
that's what I think uh, your EP captured. Um, kind of like the um, not ha- allowing um, what expectations um, of maybe society uh, kind of puts on black women, mm-hmm. whether it's black women in a, a Britain or America or wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of not allowing those expectations to hamper you yes, and, and stuff, but still realizing that there are those um, expectations there. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I guess what? Yeah. Um, you have a show coming up. Yes. In, on February, right? Yes. February. The 20th. Um, yeah. Um, how are you prepping for the show and what are you most excited about? Oh, we just had some, me and Lyndon, because Lyndon is going to be playing keys and MD in. And, um, we were just talking about that today and I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited to bring it to life. It was always something where I was like, I want to be able to play this live. I feel like as if, um, my voice does what it needs to do best live. And I, and you know, I love doing live shows. So, you know, I'm nervous about it because it's the first one we've done, which is with a full band. So we have a four piece band, all amazing musicians. And yeah, we're going to bring the songs to life and do them slightly differently. Um, obviously they'd be completely recognizable, but slightly differently because we can, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to do the songs from the EP. I'm also excited to do some songs that are not on the EP. Um, uh, yeah, I'm excited to, to to kind of get stuck in and see what it's like playing something like playing something like cinematic that's so big mm-hmm. in that environment will be interesting. Um, playing alone to anybody will be very interesting for me. Um, Mm -hmm. That will just be voice and piano. Um, uh, And it will just, yeah, we're going to strip that all the way back and I'll I'll sing it as I sang it originally before we got the string quartet involved. And um, yeah, just, I'm looking forward to moments like that. It's kind of nice to be able to, uh, create your own moments. I've been part of so many bands and artists, great moments. It's really lovely to be able to start making some of my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited about it all because all of it is going to be new for me. Um, and yeah, and I'm, and I'm excited for people to hear it and, you know, see, and see the reaction to it. It's one thing to, for people to listen to things, but like, it's, I want to see which song do they actually like the most? Like, what do people really connect with? Because it's always very different live. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. bit nervous, but I'm excited. Um, I guess my next question would be, um, yeah, I really want to talk about, I forgot to ask this earlier. I really want to talk about the spoken word track. That was it. Okay. I love that. How did you come up with that? Uh, so the, the uh, so the knowledge. Uh, the the knowledge. Yes. That's the one. Sorry. No, 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 no. Yeah, there's um, a couple. Yeah. Uh, 
I just, as I was going through the process of creating everything else, I just felt like as if I needed to have the voices of like a plethora of, of other women. I just thought that the experience, whatever experience I have and however I'm filtering, whatever I deal with on a daily basis or whatever I write, that's coming from my experience. You know, I'm one person and I can't speak for everyone. I can write so that it's a theme that, that, you know, lots of people can kind of identify and find some kind of place in. But um, I wanted to have those different aspects. And so I asked people who, like, everybody, it's different ages, different relationship status, um, different, you know, different stages in their lives. And I just wanted to get kind of a, a bit of a kind of, a, a, a broad kind of brushstroke. Mm. <laughs> it's very broad, but brushstroke of like what different women had experienced. And I just thought that it would be quite funny because I just happened to know like really lots of really funny women, funny, intelligent, mm-hmm. um, off the wall ladies. And so I knew that I was going to get some silly stories and I just thought it would just be sweet. I thought it would be nice to have uh, to have that aspect on there, especially before OTR. And, um, you know, its place is very, very deliberate. Um, it's, a, you know, it's a set-up track. And I don't... Yeah, I think there wasn't... I think there was one, uh, one lady on there, she was talking about, like, with the coupon or something uh... like that. Uh, that one was I, funny. You know, Everybody is talking about that. Um, and that's actually my sister. Oh, that's your that's my, sister? That's my sister. And um, yeah, everybody's talking about this, about the pizza, the Pizza Hut, mm-hmm. yeah. how awfully <laughs> cheap that man was. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I, I, can, I can assure anybody who's listened to it that, you know, as soon as that date was over, he was deleted. There was, there was no way mm. that was over. But um, yeah, it was just stories like that. I just thought it was fun to include it and just everyone's mm-hmm. experience. And yeah, that's, yeah, that's my very, very beloved sister. Wow. Um, I, I, I'm not like trying to knock Pizza Hut over there, but <laughs> when I last was in London... <laughs> I didn't like the Pizza Hut from over there. It was just, I don't know what they did to the pizza. I, I mean, I, I've never, have I had Pizza Hut in the States? I'm trying to think if I have. I don't remember having Pizza Hut in the States, but I wouldn't particularly recommend Pizza Hut here. I don't think it's, I mean, it's, I'm not trying to slander Pizza Hut just in case you ever listen to this. Okay. So we're not trying to slander you. But I do believe that there are much, much better places to get pizza that is much more authentic. Um, it was just weird. I don't. I was just kind of shocked. I was like, "This is weird." It's okay. But I don't know. But pizza in the states is okay. Okay. But there, I think uh, people more likely go to other places or probably go to like a, a smaller shop yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that the. I mean, that experience that she had, that was quite some time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's quite some time. Yeah, I, I, okay. Yeah, so it's, yeah, I, uh, I mean, there's there's no way that you, 
wouldn't catch her in a pizza hut now. Never. <laughs> I know. <it's, laughs> that was quite Oh, I just thought that was really interesting. I was like, wow. Uh, there's another one on there too that I thought was interesting, but I, I can't remember what it was. I think it was maybe some one one of the women had said that she thought the guy was cool, but then but then he turned out not to be cool. I, I can't remember. There's a lot of there's a lot of really clever ones. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that might be the one which was you know when she talks about um, silences, you know, and and she thought he was the one, and he wasn't. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. That's one of that's one of my um that's one of my friends from um I've known her since I was eleven. Um, one of my friends since I was a kid. So, um. Yeah, she's very, very funny. <laughs> she held back for that. <laughs> but yeah. But there's there's a lot of um there's a lot of experiences on there. Um and yeah, we try to keep it. I told everybody, like, give me like, you know, fifteen seconds, twenty and then they just went off on story. <laughs> I, I just had to, I just had to make it a whole thing. Cause I was like, I can't, yeah, I'm I'm not surprised. I was like, I can't cut it off now. I'm not surprised. Um, I don't, not sure how much time we have left, but cause I, I, but um, I guess I just kind of want to ask like a, a few more fun questions or sure. just stuff like that. Um, what was your favorite book as a child? Ooh. Oh gosh. Now you're asking. I was a voracious reader. Um, mm. I, 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 yeah, I loved to read. I, so I went through, I went through different phases. So I, at one point I, I read every Charles Dickens book. Uh, at one point I, then I, I think I went for a phase where I just, I read everything by Roald Dahl. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I, yep. I loved Roald Dahl as a child. Um, I'm trying to think if there's a particular one. Maybe, I guess I would have to say, um, just because I'm thinking it's the first one that came to my mind that maybe Mr. and Mrs. Twit by I've never heard of that. I rolled up. Um and it's just so disgusting. There's <laughs> 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 a married couple in this book. And they're just the most Okay, my- they're just the most disgusting couple ever. And Rodar has a way of um describing disgust disgusting in a way that I don't a few children's authors can top him, I think. It was amazing. So I think as, as a child, it was between, uh, at least in that stage, it was between Mr. and Mrs. Twit and the witches. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. My mom's favorite was, is the witches. Yeah, the witches. And yeah. yes, my favorite was um, James and the Giant yeah. Peach. Yeah. That was my favorite. That was the one I kept rereading over and over. That was my favorite. Yeah. So I think, yeah. Um. I guess, uh, what fictional character um, do you think would most identify with um, your EP? Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. These are big questions. Um, <laughs> which fictional character? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Uh, maybe... Maybe Maleficent. Maybe. Mm. Um, may, may, yeah, maybe. Because 
I feel like as if when I watched, when you watch that film, or when you read about it, then you think to yourself, she wasn't the villain. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I've heard a lot yeah, of people like, say that. Like, so, yeah, I could see that. She, you, you kind of feel like, you know, she was, she was a created villain. She was made into a villain. Like, uh, the environment, the treatment, mm-hmm. um, the fact that people thought that she was something that she wasn't. Um, and I feel like some of those fe- some of those themes run through uh, Beauty and Chaos, and just trying. Mm-hmm. And she tried, I, I, you know, she did try to maintain who she was um, in a hostile environment, and I think that it it didn't work. So she became hostile, um, and I think Beauty and Chaos really is about the other side where it, trying not to be the hostile. <laughs> <laughs> trying to maintain so that yeah. that might be some uh, someone who could uh who, who could fit possibly possibly i can see that um i guess my I, this my these would be my last three questions i don't i don't know how i don't know how how long we've been going um <laughs> uh you are from London, so I wanted to ask you who are your some who are some of your favorite um, London artists right now. Okay, so so my favorite UK artists. Um, uh, I think people I've been listening to recently. Uh, I am a big fan. I'm a big fan of uh, Ti- uh, Tiana Major Nine. Oh yeah, and yeah. She's um. She has such a such a gorgeous gorgeous tone. And it's very, you know very effortless tone. Um, Hamza, Hamza is has got a wonderful voice. I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Joel Fender. Uh, he has a magnificent voice, and I happen to know him, so you know I call him Golden Voice. Um, you can hear him on Two Evils with Bastille um, when we do it live for re- for reorchestrated he's phenomenal mm-hmm. um, I'm just trying to think who else uh, Liz Lubega she's, um, she's she's a great artist gorgeous tone classic voice like a lot of the people that I guess I like are just on the kind of cusp so mm-hmm. you know someone like Tiana Imagine I know She's obviously people know her, but a lot of other people are on the cusp. So, yeah, I think those are some of the, my favorite voices. Um, yeah, there, I mean there are other ones, but I think so many of the people that I've been listening to at the moment are from either European. So, uh, Luanda Yakuza, or listening to kind of. Portuguese music. I've been kind of going over there at the moment. Or South African music. So Yeah, I was about to ask you about that. Who are some of your favorite um African artists? They don't have to be from Nigeria. Um, who do I listen to? Um I love Olamide uh from Nigeria. I love I'm you know, I'm a big Wizkid fan. And he he was here, oh, yeah. here yeah. doing a bunch of concerts and he was phenomenal. Um 
I I've, I've always loved Tiva Savage. She's fantastic. I'm very into Ampiano, so South African house. Um, just trying to think who else, who else, who else, who else. I've been listening to all of these different things, and then now the names are flying out of my head. Um, Sampa the Great. I love her. Um, she's amazing. Uh, yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that probably do it for now. You know, I do, yeah, I love, te- I like Thames. And, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like so many different people. Uh, another UK artist I really enjoy, actually, is Bella. Bella is, yeah, Bella is one. So, very sweet tone. Um, very sweet tone, very beautiful girl. So, I think people will be seeing a lot of her. 2022. Um, but, yeah. Those, those are some of the people I enjoy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, most of these people I've not heard of. I heard of some of them, but I didn't even know South Africa had like their own uh, house, like uh, style of house music. Incredible. That is interesting. Incredible. The dancing is very specific. The um, wow. It, it's a it's a it's a whole vibe. It's you will love it. Wow. I love it. Like I literally, I'm just like, I want to go to South Africa because I want to go to a party <laughs> with the place. Wow. It's so cool. So cool. It's just the coolest. So Ampian, oh, go and check it out. Amazing. Amazing. Just have to search out uh, South African house. Yes, That's it. Has, or just, yeah, look for Ampiano. So A-M okay. Piano, I think is the right spelling, I believe. Um, but okay. Find it on Spotify and oh, great you have a good time wow yeah, it's a vibe so I, I love um i first of all I, I love finding all sorts of new music but i'm really into like electronic music and all that kind of like instrumentals like drum and bass grind yeah, yeah. house techno all of that I'm, I'm like really into that so when i when i find out that all these like subdivisions are coming mm. out and especially from like different parts of the world um that's amazing. I love that. Oh man. You'll love it. you yeah, I think you I think you'll enjoy it. Let me know. But yeah, I I I mean I love it. I don't know. I, I guess I don't know. I guess I'm with people who love it too and love to dance. So, if you love to dance, that is that's the vibe for you. I, well, I I I can say I love dance. I'm not sure how good I am at dancing. I mean, but, it doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter how good you are. That, that we're not grading it. It's just, do you like to dance? Yes, this is for you. Yeah, you have a good time. And I love, yeah, and I love good vibes. So, oh man, that's amazing. Good vibes. It's definitely good vibes. Um, I guess my next one is: um, Do you listen to a lot of podcasts? Do you have like a podcast or? show or it could be a show that you've been kind of listening to a lot yeah i am um, because i want to make sure that i get the names correct so i'm just looking at these podcasts that i i listen to i listen to um what was my my top podcast my top podcast was it was a beauty one actually I listen to a different one. So I've been listening to uh, one called Stories Mother Told, which is like mm-hmm. African folklore stories. Oh, wow. From across the continent. 
Um, mm. and obviously, it's like, and, and it's all in English, um, but stories from whichever country, which have, which which is which is really lovely, actually. You know, it's it. They are all children's stories, but it's just really, I, don't know, I guess, really heartwarming and kind of soothing to listen to something like that. It's a little bit strange to be mm-hmm. a complete grown up doing that, but I do. I do enjoy it, and it reminds me. It reminds me of the stories I heard when I was a kid. Um, I like to. I mean, it is so wild, but I do love Kelechi Okafor's um, uh, podcast. Um, Sym. Uh, I think it's say your mind or speak your mind. Um. Very, 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 very funny. Very wild. Um, full of um, current topics. And, you know, she she records, I guess, like through the week. So it's oh, wow. so it's always bang on. And it comes out, I think, on, on a Monday. And, you know, whatever has happened in the news, it will definitely be in there. Um, oh, I haven't heard of that. I, that last one. I think I've uh, heard of the first one, but the last one I have not heard of. I'm still trying to catch up on um, a lot of it because there's so many. Oh, you yeah. can kind of get overwhelmed. There's, I mean, there's there's so there's so many. Um, I'm just trying I'm trying to make sure that I get this um, podcast, this beauty podcast. I'm trying. I don't know how I can forget it. I, just, I literally have listened probably to every single every single one. I would have to, yeah. I would have to. I'll have to look for that one. Um, what is it? I think it's beauty. I think it's called Beauty and Reflection. I think it's called Beauty mm-hmm. and Reflection. Um, run by an editor, um, an editor from uh, UK Vogue, and she gets different people mm. across the world to talk about um, beauty and its impact on uh, like a global view on beauty, mm. impact on different um, on different people in different places. Um, and kind of taking beauty out of just the context of nice products and putting it as, you know, in terms of globalization and all of these different things. I know it sounds very kind of like, I don't know, maybe I sound kind of, I don't know. I don't know what I sound like with those, with those kind of questions. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I watch a lot of YouTube videos on just like the most random things. So it, it sounds like a lot of the stuff I watch on YouTube. Yeah. So. so yeah, it's, it's, it's very cool. So, you know, and to, and just, you know, stories, stories of the week that have something, you know, have something to do, have relevance to beauty, talking about diverse beauty, colorism, mm-hmm. globalization, what we're, go- what we're going to do about, you know, the fact that there's all these beauty products have got plastic in them and how it's, things are changing. And yeah. Environment. And yeah, I, I enjoy those. But then I also, I really love any, any podcast that talks about the construction of songs. So, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, there's, yeah. There are a few that I kind of have got into. Um, and yeah, anything that talks about talks about that or about songwriters, I tend to be listening. Yeah, that yeah. Yeah, I was trying to remember the one that I was listening to that is that kind of breaks down um, different albums, mm. and I was really into that one. There's and they were on 
I think they broke broke uh had broken down um a couple they had uh, they were doing Frank Ocean yes. and then they had done it Kanye and then I'm just trying to... um they had also done um Mac Miller I think Dakota. oh man Dakota's, um did uh your your di- di- dissection or something like yes. that I think, is it dissected or something yeah dissect yeah i think that yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that that's more one i yeah, yeah so i do i that's another thing i uh listen and um watch a lot um is music and songwriting and stuff yeah. like that i think there's another podcast called and the writer is oh and okay I'm, yeah yeah i really like that one I really like that one because they've got such an eclectic mix of um, songwriters on there. Some of the greatest songwriters. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really, really interesting to hear their process of how they became songwriters and also what influences what they tend to write about or how they approach sessions. So Mm -hmm. like me, that's, yeah, that's invaluable. So I I really enjoy that. Um, Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one for sure because it's just always interesting. Another reason why I started this podcast too, because I couldn't really do kind of the same talking or like kind of get into it as as much when I was doing um, when I was just writing about it. But I just really like um, learning about what's in um, musicians' minds when they're doing stuff like this, and it's always just really fascinating to me. Mm. Yeah, I, I I love to hear. I love to hear about the process. I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of the process. So that's, yep. I, I can fangirl all day about behind the scenes videos and yep. why I wrote this, why mm-hmm. I was speaking at the time and blah, blah, blah. I, that's my favorite. I, so yeah, anything to do with that, I'm there. Yep. And um, I guess I will, I, I guess those, these will be my last two questions. Um, um, because you mentioned Joy earlier, yes, and obviously you sing on Bastille's Joy, yes. Um, I would like to know what brings you the most joy. Hmm, what brings me the most joy? Maybe like there's lots of, I guess there's lots of external things, and there's lot like my friends my family, um, you know, being with people who like love me, basically, that brings me a lot of joy who I know genuinely love me and want to see me be well and happy and whole. Mm -hmm. That brings me a lot of joy as an individual, I guess. Um, I like quiet. It brings me a lot of joy to have stillness and have like a, a real genuine moment of disconnect from everything else and just have that still quiet moment. I love the opportunity to be by water, sitting in nature. That to me is, that brings me joy. That That's what, that recharges me, rejuvenates me. Like, mm-hmm. If you want me to be super happy, just pick me up and put me at the edge of the yeah. forest near a lake. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I will be fully charged and very happy. Um, and just, quite, yeah, I just, having your moment of peace, oh, that's everything. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, I love that. That That is joyous to me. 
even now I'm just like really happy just thinking about it yeah you're old, like you got really excited there your whole yeah yeah I like I would have to agree on that because um sometimes when I feel really stressed as well mm. I'll like pick my camera up and I'll go outside and I'll just take pictures and I can feel some of that stress start to go away yeah that's yeah and um my favorite yeah yeah and um I would like to end on what is um, next on the horizon for you? And um, is there anything that I forgot to ask or mention or that you would just like to say? Ah, uh, what's next? Next is really trying to get as many people as possible to hear Beauty and Chaos. Trying to get the audience that I think exists for it trying to get them to hear it and hopefully they love it and people enjoy it and use it for like to soundtrack great moments and enjoy, you know just have contemplative time with alone or you know dress up and feel like the main character with cinematic that's just like for me that that's a win that's would make me really happy I'm trying to do as many live shows as um the current environment would allow um doing more writing so I'm writing with a lot of people at the moment and so having that show up more uh for me and really pushing as a songwriter and uh yeah going forward in that uh I don't think you've missed anything uh I just I really enjoy assisting other people to create what they create and to see their um their kind of whatever what they had in their heads the the dreams and kind of vision they had for their music in their heads come to life I really enjoy being part of that process I also really enjoy creating that for myself and I have lots of ideas and lots of lots of uh, colourful visions of where I see my voice fitting. And I think it would surprise some people what, what I see for myself. And I feel like as if given enough time, um, I think I hear a lot of people saying it now, I have the plan, I just need the platform. Mm, mm. Uh, I love that. So I, yeah, I love that. That's, that's it. That's it for me. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna write that down. I love that saying. I love that. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I. You know what? I have very, very, I'm very similar with, um, with what I want to do as well. You know, sometimes um, we don't often get those chances and stuff yes. but when we do we have to seize it and go with it absolutely so um uh thank you for taking the time out with me today it was really oh. amazing chatting with you oh absolutely thank you so much for inviting me it's a it's a pleasure oh you're welcome so yeah i enjoyed it um oh yeah i enjoyed it as well uh so i will let you know when this is out so you can uh, post it and everything. Uh, it shouldn't be too long because uh, I have another podcast episode um, 
as well and you would be the second one and then the next one and stuff like that and uh other than that that's it wonderful thank you so much I'd like to thank Bim for taking the time out and doing this interview with me. Everyone should check out her new EP, Beauty and Chaos. And she's also featured on Bastille's new record, Give Me the Future, on the track Future Holds. And everyone should check out all of those projects with her. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the Reclusive Blogger interviews. And also, please don't forget to subscribe, share, and tell your friends or family or whoever that is really into music or interviews or both to hit that subscribe button and to give it a listen. I'm just a small podcaster that's doing everything on my own and doing everything independently. So every listen, like, share, or subscribe means a lot. So thank you.